don't wanna go to work I just wanna chill and play All day Look him dead in the face and say I wish I could just be still asleep while you work Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Jobs Blow podcast with Brianna and Josh. The podcast for dreamers with day jobs. We are so glad to be back here at the Comic Strip Live for yet another inspiring story from someone who's also pursuing their dream job. Yes, Josh, because as the saying goes, when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten so much better. It is. I mean, let's. we used to have this whole thing about, you know, born out of frustrations, like blah, blah, blah. I could never memorize it. I usually screwed it up. It always sounded like you were reading it. Yeah, and I, honestly, I said to him, the show at at its heart is about doing what you love and that you never work a day in your life. Please, you please comment if you if you like this open better than our old open because if we get enough comments, then maybe we'll go back to it, but I don't think so. I think this is the one to stick with. So, How you doing, Brianna? I'm good. How are you, Josh? I'm really good. What'd Happy you do? New Year. Happy New Year, 2020, second episode of 2020. Here no, we go. It's third. Third? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Third episode of 2020. <laughs> we haven't aired the second Look at one us. yet. We're so busy with this. How was your break? How, what are you up to now? It was good. It was good. I um, just signed the uh, the letter. You're the head of, coach of the Giants? Yes. All right. No. <laughs> For Michelle and Augustine. All right. And um, I actually announced it on social and forgot to send the letter back. <laughs> so there's a little confusion. All right, all right. He reached out and was like, so I understand through social that you've accepted <laughs> so, so you're working for it's them It's a good thing time. I'm in communications, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that you're on top of it. I mean, look at what, right, since the beginning of this whole venture, you were like jobless and then, uh, uh, you know, auditioning, uh, interviewing for jobs, and now here we are <laughs> together on this journey, all of our guests, all of our uh, audience has now seen you right. re-enter the workforce. Well, and in irony of ironies, my first day of work, yeah. the 20th of January, is almost two years to the day I was um, laid off from my last job. Wow. I See? was laid off on January 21st, 2018. That is creepy. But you follow your, your dreams and your passions and your and inspirations. I said, and what did I say all along? I will not work for another PR agency. I need to work in-house. Right. And... There you are. I'm now. But you did some, and, and your writing. You posted another article today. Yes, I did not write that. I, I mean, I wrote it and sent it, but a lot of it was I didn't get paid for that. That okay, was but more still, just, I'm, I'm glad to see you writing and yes. blogging because it is something that you do great. And if you look at the website and you look at uh, our descriptions, I mean, ninety percent of them you're writing those, so they're really great. And look, you know, you follow your dreams and passions, you end up right back where you want to be. So I think fingers that's a crossed. Good, fingers crossed. Hey, come on, it's good cookies. Good y cookies. Good cookies. Michelle and Augustine, thanks for the cookies and for sponsoring our show <laughs> and sponsoring our show. <laughs> Josh, great. tell us about your. Oh, I had a, you know I'm like probably the only person that had the opposite of a relaxing holiday week. I literally did like 14 shows. I was running around, multiple shows, Drunk Shakespeare, stand-up, all over. But I also like spent a ton of time with the fam, so we did a ton, you know. But you know what, in a way, like if there's a lot of work to do over the holidays in my line of work, you know, performing, then fine. I'll mm -hmm. do it, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. there are slow times when other people have busy times, you know. So I'll take it. It was awesome. It was an awesome week. It was a great way well, to end and 2019. I and I also forgot to mention our last guest, Jaina, who produced the Cirque du Soleil right. Christmas show. Oh, you saw the show. I saw that, and it was amazing. And because my child gets to benefit 
through my right. life experiences. Right. She got to go on stage <gasps> and ride like down the ramp. Oh my gosh, did she love she that? She was loving I it. I can't believe that clothes. That should be around it for like so much longer. It was such a great longer. show, but it was Darn a Christmas it. show. So. All right, it's all good. Okay, anyway, so shows. show because we have another artiste and another and singer, singer coming yes. on the show, and so much more this week. You want to do the title? Sure. So this week's show is called It's In Her Blood with storyteller Shannon Denise Evans of Spectra Rock Band Savar. Did I? Is it Savar? That was awesome. Did I get that all right? That was awesome. It's spelled like like it could be Savare. So how do you spell it? S-A-V-A-R-R-E. Yeah, Savar. But it's pronounced Savar. Savar. Awesome. All right. Hi, well, Shannon. Hi. Welcome. Thank Thanks you for so much for being here. And we're super excited to have you now because you have so much going on to talk yeah. about. Um, so let's jump right in with our HR Sweet. questions. Josh, you want to start? Sure. Okay. You ready? Oh, yeah. What is your Born. current job title? My current job title? Um, creator extraordinaire. How about that? Okay. Okay. I like something else you said before <laughs> yeah, we were pre-talking. Yeah, what, what did you say? What did you say in our pre-production? Oh, multidisciplinary artist. I like that. Yeah. I like multidisciplinary artist. I mean, if I really saw are. that on I a resume. I was attempting to be funny. Thanks a lot. No, <laughs> thanks a lot. If I saw that on a resume, I'd be like, hire this person. I don't understand what the fuck she does. <laughs> you should put she extraordinaire should at the end of that because multidisciplinary is like, what multiple different <laughs> things are you doing? How much time do you have? Uh, we have an hour, so okay, let's right. go. Well, and, and <laughs> the, reason, the reason in the title we call her storyteller is because at the heart, I think, of everything you do, you're a storyteller. Yeah, yeah. So um, first, though, before we jump too far, no, let's talk about it. So you have music coming out. Yes, um, we have an EP coming out. It's our first EP. It's a Spectre Rock EP, and it has six tracks, and they're all basically about stuff that I've been through. So my biggest focus is expression so this is what i've been through i'm going to turn it into art part of that is so that it resonates with people who read it i think it's very healing not to use a kumbaya term but for lack of a better term it's very healing and it's cathartic for other people to read something that they identify with or that they've been through that resonates with them and that's really my goal as an artist too Take stuff that I've been through. Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah. Oh, did you not? Did you not hear me? <laughs> yeah. Just make sure. Um, take the you shit. You have a that great been, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> take the shit that I've been through and really channel it. Um, it's very cathartic for me, and I really believe that most art, art, any any type of artistry, is an alchemy medium. I don't okay. think it's just. I don't. I don't think that people sit down and and go through something and it's not experiential. For example, take Game of Thrones. Like those people are, like at a fever pitch for, oh my god! And then this happened to this character. I'm so angry, you know. Right. Right. And that passion that they feel is because they identify with certain characters. Like I, I'm going through that same struggle, or I feel oppressed in my marriage, job, X, Y, Z, whatever. That's why I think artistry is so powerful. So. I talk a lot about this on social media. It's like, you know, there's a lot of misfits out there who don't have a home, whether it's corporate America or their artistry. They're trying to be pigeonholed, and that's not who they actually are. Right. So uh, my whole hashtag is Misfits by Storm. I love that. Like, if the misfits need a queen, I'm here, bitches! You know? <laughs> I, I almost like, feel like we might, maybe we need a new theme song. I feel like you might have, you might be a, a good new theme song. Well, we're for definitely our show. putting one of her songs at the yeah. end of the episode. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Misfits by Storm is great. What are the other discipline, multidisciplinary storytelling things that you are doing? I'm an author and a novelist, and the difference basically between those two things, I have a nonfiction book out, which is about personal alchemy and the four elements so everybody has a driving element mine's fire are you shocked no are you confused? not shocked okay. is that based on birth right your birth month? N- uh, no no I- 
no, no, no. This is just like in life. It's you know, who she connects you to. Meet, and what she you meet. You meet somebody, and you're like, oh, that person's really grounded, very earthy okay. person. What am I? Based on the time um, we've spent, I would say you're fire. I would think. I would think I would so say you're too. Fire. He's very, to me, very like air and water. Interesting. Mm. Puts, you're trying to put fire. me out, Josh. You're, you're always fire. trying to well, put me out. Well, here's what's funny. <laughs> and your air just makes me get like well, wilder. See, she's just pointing at me like aggressively. <laughs> she's was no a little one, aggressive, we're, isn't she? We're gonna she's mute this, and so you grill, can just boy. see the pointing and the 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 fire. It's my flames. Um. So that's called what the mountains know, and that's essentially just like your personal journey of what is your elements, what is your alchemy, and it's all driving to what is your core expression, which is everything I do is what is my core expression. So this whole EP, back to your original question, is all about the core things that I was working on as a person. This is deep psychology. This isn't, and no disrespect to any of that type of music, because some of it's really fucking awesome. It's not like, you know, two lines and two beats. Right. This is uh, experiential. The the rhythms mean something. The band members put their hearts into it and things they were going through. Um, There's a lot of acting exercises going on in the studio, like uh, we have some like really rock and roll cello shit that goes down. And I told her, I said, use your cello to talk to the last person that you broke up with. And the shit that came out of her, I was yeah. like, we were in the booth going, what? <laughs> I mean, it was, she was doing the strings like, and angry. And and she put the cello on a chair and she, I mean, she blew up, she, oops, she blew up the studio. It was like. Did, did she, is she part of the band? No, she I just, just love creepy shit. Oh, okay. So I like to bring in weird in- instruments oh. that don't do what they're supposed to do. Like you wouldn't necessarily know that some of that stuff's cello. Right, it's right. textural. Um, I love creepy shit in music. Like what is that? Yeah. Almost like the lights are low, and you're like, did it, did something just run across the hallway? That kind right. of vibe where right. you're creeped out. I like to put it in the so music. So is that part <clears throat> of Spectra Rock? Yeah. Okay. Like, who puts Yo, a cello in the Rock piece? Yeah, tell rock. us about like, Spectra Rock. Like, what is Spectra Rock? I mean, that's basically Shannon not wanting to be pigeonholed, to be honest with you, which is basically what we're talking about right. here. Did you it's coin like, that term, or yeah, is that a term? Like, oh, oh, really? Okay. Oh, okay. That's your thing. I mean, I don't want to say, that's a really arrogant, narcissistic thing to say, I coined it, but like. Yeah. Well, you and Al Gore. You did the internet, you did Spectra Rock. Um, that was funny. Um, no, I just, I was like, I need to, we had talked a little bit about this. I've seen other, uh, female led bands specifically. Um, I have some really amazing counterparts that are really exploring themselves and they get a record deal and they, or excuse me, they put out an EP usually on their own and then they get a record deal and put out a second and all their fans are like, oh, the second one sucks. It's like, well, it doesn't. It's just the artist is growing. The artist went through something else in those years. Um, They even did it. I mean, Adele stuff does Right, and then the audience doesn't know exactly. And that's like why you listen to them so you can see what journeys they're on. Well, if it's like, you know, metal... And then the person puts out a jazz album, but that's truly part of their expression. Sure, right. What the fuck is wrong well, with that? Well, isn't that part of the sophomore slump? That's usually the soft, the album that comes out second. Yeah, and that, to your point, people. That's right. And yeah. sometimes that maybe that's deserved. I, I really think judging another artist is a very tricky thing to do. Right. And, you know, hope I don't know if the comments are going to blow up on this, but like I really try not to do that because you don't know what people are going through. I rip my fucking guts out to write this EP. I mean, I ripped my guts out. I cried in the studio. I broke down. Our producer was like, take a break. Like, I mean, I was... How long did it take you to record and um, write it? Honestly, uh, longer than it probably should have because um, I wrote songs and then we would record them and I'm like, this isn't quite right. right. I mean, it's a great song and I'll use it later, but it's like either not quite right for the EP's blood and I'm gonna do three EPs, Blood, Ash, and Dust. And they're basically my personal development. It's like 
the blood part of it is what's in your blood, right? The ash right. part is it's what... It's in her blood. Right? Name of the yes, show. Yes, girl. <laughs> the ash part of it is what do you burn down to figure out who you are? Because that's the hardest part is mm-hmm. scorching shit that you're not. Right. Wow. And it's hard. And then the dust is like, well, what's left do you build something out of? So I love that's, that. That's the plan for the three EPs. So it's almost like you're not writing one album no. or one book or it's one an story. Arc for sure. You're writing the whole arc at the same time, which I don't know that. Much and, to look, my producer's chagrin, he's like, can we just finish, finish this Finish this one of them. <laughs> like, if you think about it too, like, you know. <laughs> You know, like, I don't Thank know. You, I mean, Alex they, Manier. You know, because you also, and I, I don't know why I'm like, uh, I'm obsessed with this, but you have this four part novel that you're also working on, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's like fantasy based and everything. But if, like, you think about some of these, it's, uh, well, you'll tell us about it. But well, if you think about some of these, like, you know, uh, like a Lord of the Rings kind of thing, you know, he's writing elements that he's thinking about for later in the series, but he's putting in earlier on in the story. 100%. and Or things that he doesn't realize are going to pl- pay off later when he's like, oh, okay, exactly. that was an earlier element. I'm going <laughs> to bring that back now so it's cool to see from that creative standpoint of you telling one whole story at the same time it just where everything falls isn't necessarily uh has been told yet or has been figured out yet 100 percent. yeah it's totally fair and i love what you're saying because i think that all artistry is layered so i think that when someone hears or experiences something they're going to pick the bit that resonates with them the whole enchilada may not you know baklava is one of my favorite things in the world right you know all those little layers it's like some people might like the middle bit that's a little softer some people might like the crunchy right right you just have to know as an artist that the truer you are to the layers of you the more they'll resonate with somebody who's going to be experiencing that. right that's the thing it's connect with yourself and your own story and forget about the the uh, the rest of the shit yeah and my question to you is how do you decide since you are multi-dimensional what you want to put down in a book and what you want to, oh, that's a good question. to write uh, and make music? It's a great question. Um, to me, what I've learned to do, so the novel series I've been writing for nine years because it's four books. Um, the first one's 140,000 words. That's 626 pages. Holy shit. We actually have an Excel spreadsheet that doesn't even fit on a 32-inch screen um, of the of world, the characters, how they interact, the pl- plots, things and we had to i've rewritten the book four or five different what? times because all right how much how many drugs you need to, take to do that <laughs> no how, how, how many, could you even keep that in your in your peripheral that's a lot you of have a wall lattes. like what is that's that? a lot what of baklava doing, right there the it's a lot the of baklava claire, the claire danes show i, I picture oh, her hostel no ho- oh yeah yeah homeland homeland, homeland. i picture that yes we do that we do the wall yes oh my god i love that you said that what happened in the yellow what happened in the yellow um so wait the book the the book that we're talking Velvet about, Velvet Chronicles, yeah, and the that series comes out when the first book comes out February of 2020, towards the end of the month, and that's the first book. And then I'm already the other ones will be a lot easier because the world's built. Okay. I just have to write it. But I learned from J.K. Rowling, who said to all writers, um, she had a grid that she did by hand, which is online. You can see it's amazing, right? And she talked about how she built the world for five years before she really put pen to paper. And I loved what she said. Somebody was like, oh, you're a genius, which she clearly is. Mm-hmm. But she goes, don't get confused, darling. Right. Um, it, she said, I met Harry. 
I met Harry, he showed up to me and it was very similar for me. I had a dream about this series right. and I ignored it. And a friend of mine was like, Hey, that dream that you told me the other day, she goes something. And she's just not like a woo woo right. person like right. that. So I was like, okay, linear diva. Really? <laughs> linear diva. She was like, yeah, you, you got to focus on this. Is that I a mean, negative she, thing? No, but you you're know what so, I mean? That's like, a great, int- by the way, if you're a kid out there, to have a kumbaya moment. let's not call people by like, you know, like physical things. If you're going to like, you know, you need an insult, just go, you're linear. You're just so fucking linear. <laughs> Why don't you try being perpendicular? Why don't Dad? you try? Yeah. How about a little three, cross your streams, bitch? Two dimensions for once in your you life. Know, right? You know, I'm not even gonna tease three dimensions yeah. on your ass. All right, so you have a, a, a big year coming up. Uh, yeah, it's huge. The single comes out on the 14th. The first one, which is called Unbeautiful, um, and we're releasing actually the singles and then we'll release the full EP the full EP in order actually is a story if you were to take the lyrics I won't I won't tell the secret the Easter egg but if you were to take the lyrics and lay them out there's actually a thread through them I'm super geeky like uh, that no like, I, Tool, love that. I love that I love that shit wait I'm so geeky. just lie and the if this book, isn't and the, the right bo- answer and the book and the EP are tied that's together. what I was gonna say is the book tied into the EP can you, you listen smart. to the music you smart. while you listen to the book <gasps> I'm, a, uh, I'm already. I think fan. you need I'm drugs to hooked. do that. No, you could, you could, but it's not really designed that way. It's, it's not more quite about the, wall and, the journeys. And, right. So, at some point, you could map a song to a uh, to a character arc in the book. Really? Yeah. And where can people find? And I did find that by these? accident. Actually, really? Kind of, sort of. No, you didn't. I, because you're telling one story. It's, well, and I'm one person, so of right. course you're going to exercise the same right. demons, and then the demons are like, "Hey, this demon over here, he's my buddy," and you're like, right. "Fuck yeah, you guys go together," you know? All right, can I just can I just vent one thing real quick because it kind of goes along Bring with this when we were talking about it this week with the whole Star Wars and everything coming out, and everybody's got complaints and opinions and everything about like. Did you watch Rise Mandalorian? I did. All right, and I loved it. And my problem with like the whole thing of the these last three, as much as I like elements of all of them, you can say whatever you want about George Lucas, right? But like at least the prequels and then the main ones, right? They were all basically out of one guy's head, right. you know. And the problem with these last three is they're all individually fine movies and entertaining and have right, story right. bits that I like. But it's like three different cooks in the kitchen mm. or two because J.J. came back and then Disney got involved and they had opinions as opposed to like George you should have just made all nine then sold the whole fucking right. thing and let him do the Mandalorian and all of that stuff so it's it's refreshing to know even Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter it's all came out of one person's you know periphery so, so for to you Josh's point, I don't, love that don't turn don't your sell stories it. <laughs> over to anybody oh, believe me oh I you mean, say that now no 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 <laughs> I I have already um, said no to that to that demon um, here you go it has to be, and uh, you know, I want to be really careful about some of this terminology. It has to be on my creative terms because I'm the kind of artist. If I'm in an environment where I'm not supported, I don't. Um, I can perform well under pr- pressure, like we all can. But I don't. When I don't have creative freedom, it's I suffer. I right. mean, emotionally, and I'm not going to do that to myself anymore. Which is part of your whole misfit. Yeah, the whole misfit thing. And right? honestly, if I don't think I, I don't think creatives should have to suffer. I think that we suffer enough, and that's we use our artistry to express that and to bring other people along that path on that journey. And I don't think that we should be asked to continue to suffer while we're ex- exposing the suffering we've already been through. Right. I think it's too oh my much. God, I want to pontificate on that, and I'm not gonna because I'm just gonna get in trouble. Okay, right. But you can want to no. Hold on. We got to stay can on I course. Just, can I just echo whatever? We already whatever. had the Star Wars Wait, input. Wait, I just... Thanks, Brianna. Why don't I'm you kidding. quiet your mouth I'm now? I'm kidding. Listen, 
I'm just going to, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to say in lieu of saying it, what Shannon just said will be my official answer on that. Awesome. Thank you for saying You're that. Welcome. So Shannon, while we're talking about all this, let's go back to the next HR question, which Great. is, is this your dream job? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I will be honest and say that I'm not 100% supporting myself doing this stuff, but I, I, it is really my goal to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly think a lot of that is about resonance. I think money is, uh, there's a reason it's called currency. It's a current, you know, and if you're in the slipstream of what you really love to do, I do think not to go like all, you know, new agey with it. Um, not that there's anything wrong with new agers, but you know, there is that aspect of it. Like when you're in the slipstream of what you're supposed to be doing, I do think that you create a buzz around you and Mm -hmm. it gets electric and you do attract stuff. Like I have people that I, I, you know, I haven't talked to in 10 years who are like, you know, I just, you popped into my mind and I know so-and-so would they help you? And I'm like, yeah, they would fucking help. You know, you would call it random, but then it doesn't feel random. So I think when you're in your slipstream and you're in your true expression, I and which is a lot what Mountains is about, um, I think you you kickstart something. There's a co-creative atmospheric thing that happens from an alchemical standpoint, and you, it's like you two. You kind of, like when you met, when you were telling that story, it's like there was something there, there was a buzz, and then this electricity, and you co-created something. I think that's how it works. I have amazing collaborators. I'm so blessed. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's, I, it is my dream job. And um, I make, I would say like the, the, the bulk of like what supports this stuff is um, I do branding and design and help people figure out who they are. Um, and I love that too. But if, if I were to be honest, I would say ultimately I would, if, if the music and the performing um, and the writing would probably be like my full-time dream, you know, dream job, that would dream be my, job. that would be my dream job. Which right. leads to the next question. Cause you right. obviously have a day job. Yeah. Well, well I mean, and just for the record, the, company. the buzzing yeah. between us was that she wouldn't answer my call. She always had on vibrate. So I was always calling. Him. <laughs> oh, snap. oh, so it's a little bit oh, like turn on, but dirty. also like just I don't dirty. want to talk to him. This is the vibration uh-huh. I enjoyed uh-huh. in my pocket. I didn't like to say that for three minutes. <laughs> minutes. Minutes. Um, so mm. tell us about a job that you've had. That in blue. the past, like a that corporate, blue. Oh my God. or a um, moment at a job. I a worked. Job that blue. Yeah. I worked for a major corporation and was very young when I started. It was okay. kind of like I wouldn't say intern; it was paid. But what ended up happening is the person that I was working for was actually moving his entire family from Australia. So I was doing his job during the day because of the time difference. So he'd like email me and I'd go in the morning and I'd go sit in these meetings and be like, so-and-so needs this. Right. And weren't you only 19? I was 19. But I'm in, I can't say names, but I'm in, I'm in like, these are household names that I'm in a meeting with. And I I don't know any better because I wasn't raised to be like afraid or timid. I was just like, yeah, bitches, this is my bullet point. (laughs) Like you're sitting here. I'm sitting here clearly I'm, we're gonna have a I'm conversation fucking whiteboarding with like <laughs> household names Top right. and they're all like this <laughs> um so it went really great he moved and then it was like i kind of had a taste of something delicious and then i was like well no go back to what you're hired to do and it just i was like no, no. no which no. was hr right yeah Ironically? originally hr yes. um but a creative version of it it was actually really cool mm-hmm at the time. So why did um, it blow? What was the blow part? Well, I'm getting there. So after it was sort of pushed down, he went, uh, got promoted right away. He's an amazing rock star, awesome dude. And I got, uh, 
put under someone else, this woman who, I mean, it, from the minute I walked into her office, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah she had it out for me. She didn't want to hear my ideas. Um, she, like, very shaming. Um, I would go in. Anything I wore, she would I make a comment. That. She would show up in the bathroom. Like, in the saw. Like, it was like a movie. So Wait, I'm in the stall and, like, click, click, click. And she would stand in the bathroom. Like at the mirror, well, I would psycho, and I then I would open the door and she'd be gone, but she would like follow me around the building. What? It was so how, how old was this woman? Like fifty something. So I went. Did to, you ever like figure it out or? Uh, no, get an I went to HR and I said. So I made friends with this one girl who was awesome, and she was like, she goes, "Girl, she got problems," and I said, <laughs> I was like, "Well, what is her issue?" She's like, "She don't like you," and I was like, oh, "Well, clearly, she's like, she's intimidated or whatever." Well, so, well, to put things in perspective, it was you are gorgeous, dark hair, light eyes, uh, beautiful big Thank lips, you. like this woman. Wait, time she, out. She was, I'm usually the one know, that describes but, people, but, but it looks like we got a little girl. No, girl. Crush. My point is, you, hey, it's mutual. You, it is. you it's were, hot. you were like, I'm just her, an observer. You were like her Snow White. She legit. She was. Who was the bad woman? The just the, the witch? evil queen. The queen. Sent the yeah, huntsman. No, that's Sleeping Beauty. But Sorry. anyway, like you were her Snow White. It was. She was like intimidated. But I by was you. at such a young age. Um, I didn't really understand that dynamic because sure. of what right. we talked about, yeah. like growing up very yeah. unattractive. Which we're going to go into that. Yes. So my point is that is was not in not my your pur- head. It's still not no. in my purview. So when women shade me, I'm like, wh- I'm like, diva, I'm here for you, and they're like, bitch, and I'm yeah. like, I, right. I, I'm not. I'm not a bitch, but I think with the look sometimes it's like, oh. So I had a boss one time say to me, she's like, whatever, prom queen. And I was like, I was never invited Again, to prom, actually. Again, a woman? Yeah. So yeah. it goes to similar, show you. I've goes... never had a female um, like manager in my entire, anytime mm-hmm. I was in corporate America, that ever was for me. Or... Here, 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 here. <laughs> and this I is, we really talked either. about this earlier. I have no time for women who do not love and support other women. Amen. We need each other. It's hard enough, especially in corporate America. Like, get the fuck over it. Oh, yeah. Can it I just doesn't say, matter how hot she is or beautiful. Support her, yeah. even if you don't like her, because our solidarity is what we need. Yeah. Yep, 100%. I think in general. I mean, Well, yeah, like, you humanity know, but... needs to unite, but like... There's just like no room for Women pushing people down no. in any kind of work or collaborative. No. I have you, no look, time. you could call art or whatever, but even like in corporate situations, you're collaborating, you're working together. Why would you make people feel uninspired by pushing them down? Would that work? They work harder. Whoever fucking worked harder well, in, the hard in that thing, situation. The hard thing, too, is when you are an attractive woman, and I'm not saying I am. But, but you, you get are. you get that shit from women. And I think then, you're both and then, very attractive. And then and, you're welcome. And then, thank you're you. welcome. But then then you never you... even accepts okay. compliments. I'm, okay, from hold me. on. But you get that from women, we and then five. you're getting harassed by men. And it's yeah, like well, and, and, and it's thing. and it's like yeah. you can't but win. There, but there are elements because of you them think holding you're gonna, you down too. No, no, no. But yeah. you try. You think you can have an ally maybe in oh, the right, male. Right. Yes. And um, then it's like that. No. Their motives are different, and you're you can't fucking win. And that's a, a lot of times I think how I felt. Um, you know, and it, I see it a lot in show business too. I'm right. also a performer and an actor, a dancer, whatever. And I see that um, in class sometimes, where it's kind of like. You know, and you're like, that diva just turned it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm right. like, oh, everybody's making this fun of me because I'm like, wow, you know, right. like, t- hello. You know, yeah. if this, if you've been 
rejected to 25 auditions, by the time you drag your tired ass to class, you feel so low. Yeah. The least that other people in it's class It's the cheerleading. Is, it's the yes. cheerleading. I had, I, can I just, I had an audition for a Shakespeare uh, play recently, and I don't often audition Those for Shakespeare. <laughs> and it was And it was scary preparing for it, and I had a, a friend from the show that I'm in now watch me and just kind of give me some notes. And like, maybe it was the shittiest practice. Maybe it was the worst rendition of that monologue. But I walked out of that literal 10 minutes with him feeling like I could audition for the public theater, the Globe, because of what I did. He was just like, that was awesome. That's exactly what we should do. I don't know if it was awesome, but I'm just saying is that cheerleading, that like supporting of like, you got this, go for it, is so much more reassuring and like confidence building than anything else like these stories yeah. you're saying could be of putting people down, not clapping, not supporting. It's like ludicrous to even think that that even exists. Or at auditions, you know, you know the Why are you picking up rapper ludicrous? I'm just kidding. Wow. Now she's the funny. I'm described. We're all switching roles here. Come on now. This is crazy. Um, Wait, I do want to say that um, that I forgot what I want to say. I just, uh, oh, what do you do? Something you said before when it comes to like creating and, and being 19 and like, you know, some of these issues is is noise. How do you, when you're writing, you're creating, you're doing so many different things, you're tapping into your soul, which is what you're saying. How do you tune out the noise, the commentary, That's an awesome life, question. all of that? And actually, I had pretty severe ADD as a kid. Okay. Um, but the weird thing is, I didn't have it when I was doing something I loved. Like, if it was dance or I was a figure skater for a long time, it was like, to the right. point where my mom was like, <laughs> is that OCD? It's a little bit like... Is that like OCD? I don't know, but I get a little zon like, must eat brains, you know what I mean? Right. Um, my editor laughs at me. He's like, machete, because I get in this mode where... And he's like, hello, hello. <laughs> um, this is going to sound weird. It's the channel. It's like you get into a channel, and you're kind of a co-pilot, and I just... I like auto-write almost. Wow. It's with music, too. The... So, the poetry of those songs I basically wrote in two days and then knowing I was going to do Blood, Ash, and Dust what made me choose one song over the other was thematic like this is not an honest piece for what Blood is about and I had to hold myself to it and it was really hard so I ended up recording on and off over a year which is not how you would normally do something like that the book right. took nine years right. but I also think it served the material and I think when it comes out I get made fun of sometimes on social media they're like seriously like another two months so I finally had to do a post <laughs> on the Velvet Moon site I was like you guys it's coming right. I've been writing this for nine years and I'm trying to be as honest as I can and I think that's that's all I can really say. So did Velvet Moon come out nine years ago? No, no. I've been writing it for nine years. I've been designing it. I've been. It's the February. first book. Oh, no. Book your is, first book that yes. you wrote. When did you oh, write that? Uh, Mountains came out a year and a half ago. Oh, oh, so you wrote that in the middle. You're doing. Yes. Wow. Because it was wow. like. <clears throat> the, That's impressive. You are multidimensional. <laughs> um, <laughs> I won't argue with that. That alchemy piece of it um, took me over and I was like, I want to write about um when you find your true expression, what it feels like. And I had so many people around me, artists, and I had a lot of people around me that were in pain at the time. And I don't mean like necessarily, um, you know, all kinds of different pain. And they were like, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It was just a theme I had in my life. And I was like, I'm going to write about this and how I'm feeling um, and just send it so out the world. Is that fiction? What kind of no, it's that? it's uh, nonfiction. It's it like is. a, you know, like a New Earth, Eckhart Tolle. Like it's okay. not that but it's in that I would say it's in that like um, develop developmental self-development kind of a self-motivation kind of like of a, our show 
phase. Yeah, it's very uplifting. And, you know, I wrote a letter to anybody who reads it. Maybe there's one person who reads it at the end that just says, you know, there's blood in this writing. Like I'm writing this because I know what it's like to not have a place and not know how to manage all the different. We're all really everybody's got their own unique, beautiful talent that no one else can do. Um, Taylor Dane said that. She it's did. true, and that's why the whole competitiveness between women and show business really bothers me. Um, when you're in an audition, it's like, we talked about this, like, if you have the pieces of pizza, the the way it works is not, oh, you have a piece of pizza, pizza therefore there's one less for me. It, it That's not what mm-hmm. I believe it actually is. I think that you got a piece of pizza, and you're like, this is awesome, I'm going to make ten more. Mm-hmm. And when you're in your circle of influence, I just wrote about something about this, like, be careful who your circle of influence is because they will influence you, positive or negative. Right. But your their successes create a buzz, and that electricity goes on to you and vice versa. So I've had a lot of people who are like, I quit my fucking job because you're, you know, or I've said to them, you know what? I wrote a song. I wasn't writing my own music uh, two years ago. I was doing, I did an album full of covers. Really? And then I was frying eggs, and I was like, fuck it. And I wrote a song called Burn This City, and it was awesome. And um, I took it to the band, <laughs> and they were all like, this is dope. <laughs> He's like, this is fucking dope. And I said, okay, well, if it's dope, let's do some more. And they totally went with me, and we are where we are now. Speaking of which, what does Savar mean? What is that? What is it? Um, uh, the short answer is it's basically about the light and the dark within us all. It's a made-up word, but it's the derivatives of the word are okay. um, like, what is the light? What is the dark? And a lot of people are, are very... Ooh, you have to be positive all the time. It's like, you know what? That's not the truth. Right. In fact, I don't think, I think your happiness is predicated by how dark you've been in your life. Mm-hmm. I don't think the height of your happiness as you, can As go, we are at the comic strip where all comedy right? comes from. Like, tragedy. I don't think the height of your ha- happiness, I think you have a ceiling if you haven't gone to the depths of your low. Because mm-hmm. you don't, and that's what Spectral Rock's about. Because I'm exploring all, I mean, there's some dark shit themes in some of these songs. Right. Yeah. Which is what I want to talk I about. I want to make though. sure we, go, we, we yeah. go there. So let's talk about what inspired Unbeautiful. Because Great. I think um, we love to talk about journeys. And I think this probably is a huge piece of your journey yeah. to where you are now. Beautiful's yeah. the album. Unbeautiful is the first single. single. First single. Sorry. The EP is Blood. Um, that's okay. I still love you. <laughs> I listened to all of them on that were online. So it, And I was cooking, not frying, baking. So there you go. So I listen all. Um, well, awesome. And you love them. I did. I actually really love them. And I know how I see on your bio, if you go on her website, you can see how she's described, uh, you know, music wise. But I got a sense of and also now sitting with you and looking at, you know, you know how you uh, present yourself as well, that it's like very it's like Evanescence meets like Joan Jett a little bit to me. It, it felt a little like rock in that respect. Uh, but the, some of the tunes and the soft sides were definitely more like an Evanescence. Yeah, I, I also say sometimes like Fleetwood Mac meets Alanis Morissette. There's a little bit of that angry, sure. you know. Sure. You should open for Alanis. Get in, get in on that. She is so awesome. She is. She's fantastic. So unbeautiful. Yes. Um, unbeautiful was inspired by growing up with a port wine stain on the right side of my face, which was a pretty dominant and basically the color of an eggplant. So you can imagine how fun that was. Um, horribly teased, really cruel, no acceptance, no support, um, really on socially. Um, my parents were awesome. My family was great. Um, I was never shamed for it, but I never, it wasn't like, 
I didn't understand the whole, mm-hmm. oh, I just made the cheer team, I'm hot. Like, I don't, none of that whole, oh, I'm going to prom, giggle, giggle, who's going to homecoming. Like, I wasn't a part of that. So most of the dances, I would go help everybody get ready, and then I would stay with the moms. Oh. And they would really? all go, oh, yes. How did you, what did you dance. say to them when they were like, you should go too? Or, or, they, there was no you should go oh, too because there was no guy who uh, wanted to go with I me. I mean, it was pariah status for real. So I'd Any be like, parents that are listening to this right now, freaking teach your kids like to be respectful it, of other it children. It was a little weird. Now their that differences. Th- now I that mean, I think ugh. about it, I had one friend who was my best friend um, in fifth grade, and her mother uh, at one point called my mother and like cut off her and my hanging out. We we were like tight, you know. Wait, why? Because she didn't want it to reflect. On she her said, kid. "I'm nervous that whatever mm-hmm. Shannon has, that so and so is going to uh, contract Stop. it." Yeah. Stop. True story. Can you swear explain to God. what it what it is so the audience knows? A port wine stain is a birthmark. Basically, it's a um, it's like a vascular malform. Uh, malf- mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like it's malformed. It wasn't. It wasn't like you know out to here or anything. But it's definitely like a raised eggplant colored. I'm sure everybody's seen birthmarks. They're, they yeah. come in varying. There's strawberry mm-hmm. marks. There's lighter ones. This was incredibly dark and invasive. So it was yeah. all the way down here above my lip. Um, I had I, a friend growing up that had something similar. Yeah, I was pretty um, hell bent on keeping it. It kind of became my warrior banner. I was like, sure. yeah, Braveheart. You know what I mean? I was like, fuck you. It's right. your part of your identity. And That's what made you who you were. Um, after I uh, I got injured, quit skating, and then I had to quit skating, and then I got into theater because I wasn't getting out of bed. My mom was like, this is not my child. Right. And she dragged me and she threw me into this theater program audition when I was like 14 or something and I didn't even fucking know what a monologue was or character shoes and there were all these requirements so I took a Madonna song (laughs) which one which one which one oh father oh do you know that one I remember it yeah yeah anyway I got my blocks the black blocks in the in the black box you know what I mean and I made the coffin and I did the whole thing it was horrifying but the woman's like I I don't know very many people who could make that work. Right. And so I got into the program, wow. but she's like, we're going to teach you what a monologue is. I didn't know. I just, I was like, I just did sure. my own you thing. You were like Billy Elliot dancing in the, but this is, the, but this the is so me. Ballet. I mean, you know, I guess I could have gone to the library, but I was like, I got this, right. you know? So I did my monologue. I got in and the rest is history in That's terms great. of, I found my tribe. I remember the first day of this program and I will, she's uh, bless her soul. She's passed. Anne Graham. Um, I will never forget, you know, Ash out to here, cigarette, this like <laughs> terrible building in Seattle, horrible part of town, like horrible part of town. She's like, yeah, it's going to be a good summer. I mean, this <laughs> Ash is this long with the nails and the whole nine and the hair. Right. And everybody started coming in and a lot of them knew each other. And I was like, I just started weeping. I was yeah. like, these are my people. Like, these are my people. Mm-hmm. And we started with Alexander Technique and I was like... You know, for, I thought they were all a little nuts, but then you're like, you're before you know it, you're you into it. In, now we yeah. did Suzuki and right. like all this shit, so it was like, like I was sold. But that that experience put me in my first show, and I had to cover up my birthmark because it wasn't character wise, it really wasn't appropriate. So I was introduced to Dermablend. So wait, 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 wait. I just clarify for me for a second because I, are you wearing the Dermablend now? Because forgive me, but like I don't, I don't see it. I am it. not. So so I you had. Not. You don't have it anymore. I do not. Well, it's in the process of being re- removed for medical reasons. The uh, port wine stains are sort of tricky. They um, vascular malformations have a mind of their own, and they can sort of go rogue. So you can have changes in skin texture. You can have vascular mor- the uh, the vascular system continue to grow. You can mm-hmm. have 
um, it's actually they can actually pretty be pretty dangerous when they're that close to your brain. Um, mine is very close to my eye, oh. so um, uh, unfortunately, even though it was sort of my badge of honor, um, which I fought it for a year, we decided with uh, uh, one of the premier dermatologists in the city who specializes in port wine stains right. to remove it with, so, with laser. So how long ago was that? Did you start having it removed? Um, it's been like nine years. It's a very, oh. very slow process. Wow. It's painful. And the laser, um, <clears throat> the laser is, they, they were pretty crude when really? I started and they couldn't actually control the amount of the strength of it. Really? There is a new laser coming out in two years that actually was developed on me. Um, I agreed to, <laughs> well, it's expensive. So I agreed right. to be a guinea pig, just, you know, being real. It's just your face. And it's, it's just, my, well, I trust it. I mean, he's like right. the premier, right, like the right. guy. I mean, writes, your face, you can, I don't see anything. I wouldn't even know it Nothing. All, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Is um, it the one where the needle, they put the needle in and it's heated or <clears throat> laser, something no, like that's, that? No, that's something different. Oh, but okay. it's amazing that you know that. Yeah. Um, no, this is a laser that combines radio frequency and um, basically cell destruction. So it's sort of like taking fingernail polish off a nail. Technically the nail is still there, but right. the sort of color has gone from it, if I understand it correctly. So the new laser that they've been working on, I mean, w when he first came with the new laser, it was like st still being built. It had stuff welded onto it. Oh, they what? wheeled it in. I was like, what the, what spaceship wow. shit is this? What? Like, it seriously, I mean, it was very, very crude. And it's and, painful? And, oh it? my God. Yeah. And did you know it would take that many years? No, I had no no idea. But they do it very carefully. It's methodical. I'm also, you know, an, an actress too. So, it, you know, the downtime right. I couldn't always afford. So right. he would be like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, do a mini blast. Um, it was it's been really hard. And even when I, you know, there's still it still shows if I don't have makeup on and. It doesn't take a lot to cover it, just normal powder now. But right. if I'm out and about in the neighborhood, I mean, kids will still ask or look. People will still make comments. Really? Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. It's crazy because I literally see nothing. Yeah, and I don't, I don't really like quote unquote cover it up anymore. It's just natural makeup. It's really light. Um, it darkens if I'm really cold or pissed off. So I have a lot of friends. Oh, who I have call, a birthmark here that it, does that. Who call it the mood ring? The mood ring. I was I'm just like, gonna say. You know, when I'm like in a yeah. fuck you mood, <laughs> the part above my lip is totally gone, but it right. will come back if I'm really oh, mad. Funny. <laughs> well, screw those people, those stupid people. Anyway, anyway, yeah. anyway, let's go back to what we were talking about. So anyway, had you sung before you? Yeah, I mean, I sung in church and. Um, you know, choir in school, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't trying to make a career out of it. Uh, right. I didn't think I was particularly good, to be honest. I thought I was okay. I'm a fierce harmonizer, but I was just like, you know, that I was like, oh, that's so-and-so is the soloist. You know how you get yeah, yeah. part of well, it you're used to being thing. in the background. I also think that some, to be honest with you, I think some of the choir directors didn't want to put me in front because mm -hmm. it's like, I'm serious. That shit goes down. So after I discovered Dermablend, um, uh, I how old are you changed. at this time? Like fifteen and a half, sixteen. Okay. Um, we went out after a show, and keep in mind, I mean, I looked the same at sixteen. So if you're walking by a bar, a guy's not, oh, you know, right. teenager. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, that was the first time that I got really catcalled because I had all my show mate, I had show beat on. You know what I mean? Right. So I had like lashes and shit. And I walked by, and it was like, yeah. And feeling that energy was completely foreign to me. It was overnight. I'm not kidding. It was overnight. Was it I was ugly and weird, and then I was, like, hot. And I didn't understand it at all. I found it very disconcerting, and it hurt my feelings very deeply. Really? Yeah, because well, yeah. I was like, what the fuck was wrong with me before, mm -hmm. dick? Mm -hmm. Excuse my language. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, Can I've been the same person. Yeah. Can you share that little bit about what your mom 
a headset yeah, to you? Because um, that I thought was really interesting. When I was eight, I um, had gone to recess and I got tricked. This is in my book, actually, in my, in my novel. A guy said to me, the hottest guy, I won't say his name. Um, say his name, fuck no, this guy. Uh-uh. His name was Ben, but I won't say his last name. Anyway, he was like, <laughs> hey, meet me after school. Uh-uh. And it was like a, you know. You were eight? Yeah. And he was, like, stunning. And all the girls were like, la, la, la. So he's like, meet me after school in the little, this little foresty area, right? It's like the naughty area outside the recess with, the, you know, the, 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 bar, the monkey bars. Eight. Yes. I mean, I shouldn't say that. It, I was kissing hey, boys in elementary school. A lot of a lot of people were, lo- were losing school. it in middle school. They were losing. Oh yeah, my best friend lost it in seventh grade. See, Diva. Please seventh stop telling grade. me this. Please no, now that you have a daughter, it's terrifying, yeah. isn't it? It's freaking terrifying. Um, so he's terrifying. like, meet me after school. So I go and I meet him, and I'm. He's got me backed up against a tree, and I'm like, this is really weird. And he's like, close your eyes. Oh no, I'm gonna not like this. Story. I'm gonna kiss you, and I was like. I don't even know if I really knew what that meant, mm-hmm. right. but I was like, you know, <laughs> and then I get slapped and he has a handful of dog shit and he smears it on my face oh my God. and he goes, now both sides of your face <gasps> no. look like shit, you oh, ugly no. little bitch. Oh, no. This is true. Yes. But who's, but who is his mother? I'm fucking calling then, her no, now. Give me her number. All, all of his friends and people that I thought were my friends were hiding in the forest <gasps> and they thought it was so funny. They all came out. And oh I took a picture. God, oh it's my on my phone to this day. I drove by that school the last time I was in Seattle, and I took a picture of that same little forest Jesus. for myself. Where is he, it's though? Still Do you there. know where he is? Tell no, me he's a loser. I, I don't need know. to know that this guy's a loser. <laughs> um, that kind of the shit. People like, who are I don't know what parents do or were supposed to do or whatever, but if like that ended up, if that happened to one of my kids, oh. I, there would be no, oh, like, I think let's my... make this a lesson. I'm going to that kid's parents' yeah. Well, my mom, house. okay, and this is a whole other fucking topic. My mom is a psychotherapist, and okay. I, I emphasize the first word of that. God bless. <laughs> um, but... She, it was a little kumbaya, her response to it. I'm sure she had to hold yes. my dad back. But this, the main s- story of that is um, I went the next morning after the story, I said to my mom, I was like, um, she, who's stunning. I said, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm unbeautiful. I'm, I'm sorry that you don't have a daughter who looks like you. But I said, yeah. I don't want you to worry about me because I'm smart. And I knew I was creative. And then I just went into that world. What did mom and that's say? what saved me. She, um, Handled it very well, actually, but she dropped to her knees and she put her, I'll never forget it, she put my face in her hands and she said, you have no idea what God has given you. Yeah. And she said, I mean, she was like, I mean, not hysterical, but like. Emotional. It hurt her. I was going to say, you'd be kidding yourself if your mother wasn't crying in her bed, like out of my God. She didn't want you to know how upset. Like, Ella was bullied when we first moved to Long Island City and Brian could see the, the, where they would go out for recess from our window and he watched one day as she walked up to a group of girls and they shoved her and like turned their backs on her and he's like you don't even I'm like dude I would never have stood in that I would have been out the door (laughs) across she was in second freaking grade they're brutal they are but you know what the difference is when you love your children when you give your children love at home they are so much better equipped to handle it yeah she was so much stronger 
than I would have been. Yeah. I didn't have, my parents were divorced. I grew up in a volatile home. Like, I would never have handled it well. Right. But she it, knew, it gave she me. She knew she could come home to you. Yes. And, I mean, it still hurt me. Sure. And I did talk to that girl's mom, the leader of that gang at some point. And yeah. it was just so funny Yo, to me. Yo, next time you got to bring me if that happens. <laughs> I want to see that. Oh. I got to. Well, but I, ended up I don't want that to happen, but I got to see yeah. you in action. I ended up graduating from high school two years early because I honestly, and that was when I was pretty at this point because I had discovered dermal blend and the whole makeup thing always really bothered me i'm like the it's it's and there's a song i'm actually working on about this it's like it's so much more than skin and and that can take whatever connotation you want to mean it the person the soul underneath all of that is what matters yeah and i understand sociopolitically and and from a societal standpoint that is not the world we live in i'm not an idiot but i do think that we're gonna have to get back to a point where it's like we're much more intuitive about what we're dealing with and that's what i talk about about all my art is an alchemy medium. It's about speaking to the person, mm -hmm. not what they look like, not their <clears throat> socioeconomic background. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Some of my best friends are people that other people are like, she's weird. I'm like, she's awesome. Mm -hmm. right. You know what I mean? She's like not mainstream, but she's fucking mm -hmm. awesome and has so much to offer. You seem like you fight for the little guy or the perceived little guy totally. or the person who I feels so like mad. the little guy. You Norma Ray. So mad. Norma Ray, baby. <laughs> I get so pissed. I and too. Um, when I see, you know, um, girls on, on, you know, on the subway or whatever, young girls that are a little bit different or right. are developing, you know, or things like that, where I can see the behavior, mm -hmm. like the I'm small behavior. Um, I have said sometimes I'm just like I love your dress, yeah. and the energy. I mean, it's only a kid, so it's yeah, like family yeah. right. psycho. But the energy I'm sending is right. like, fuck them, right. right? Because I immediately when I see a kid that's being bullied, I can feel it. There's sure. a, it's like um, they say this about abuse victims too. Not to bring up a whole other topic, but they say that you recognize each other. There's like a a signal that you send, and you're like, yeah. oh, I feel you. Yeah. When I see other, especially girls that are being bullied, I can feel it. Mm. Right. And I totally stick up for them. Um, I've taught little kids, and I, I will immediately go to the one that's the odd one out. Right. And I'll be like, I think that your turnout's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you sh should see them. But, but for, anyway, that's what I'm beautiful is about, is about what I went through. Um, in fact, the last line of the song. Yeah, um, give us some lyrics. Give us some. Um, give us a song. Give us some well, she's tune. She's going to give us a little bit of, yeah. Uh, Come on, go uh, the, the chorus is, you're unbeautiful, but you're free. You're unbeautiful, your face so unkind. You're unbeautiful and you'll always be two steps ahead while this pretty falls behind is the first chorus. And the last chorus is, you're unbeautiful but you're free. You're unbeautiful, you don't have to hide. You're unbeautiful, when will you see? Beauty is the violence that you find. Because becoming beautiful was a very violent thing. It mm -hmm. was violent emotionally and it was violent from men. Yeah. It was violent from women too. Mm -hmm. And... Um, uh, still to this day, sometimes I'll get catcalled, and um, I hadn't seen my mother in a really long time when we were in L.A., and she was like, you don't get it at all. Like, it's amazing. And she wasn't being rude. She was just like, you still are, like, eight years old in that – like, if I get catcalled, I'm, I'll, am i like, look around, like, who – I just – it's – your program yeah. – you're programmed, and I, I mean, I Can said I that to a tough myself. question? Is yeah. it better that way, or do you think it's better to be a part of the masses who I do get it? I actually do. Because the girls that I went to school with or that I did theater with that yeah. were like super gorgeous and that was their whole thing, no disrespect, please, I'm not insulting right, right. anyone. Mm -hmm. um, as they age or move through different phases, I shouldn't say age, let me take that back. As they move through different phases of their life and try to move forward artistically, they are very attached to the old identity self. wise and it's stopping their creativity. So 
or they're confused about where they fit mm-hmm. in the world emotionally. And, and, right. and, and I don't struggle with that because I focused very early on on my creativity and my expression, and wow. that's what keeps me going. Um, you know, I could uh, go back to, you know, I don't know, not being societally accepted and be okay because that's not what my identity is. As, as the only man in the room here, I'm trying to like... <laughs> Wait, bring you, some, no, bring some right, penis no, to it. A little penis to it. But as a dad little and a man, penis. I'm trying to like connect with this. I read some. What did you just say? You said little penis. First of all, <laughs> I, just said, I just said little penis. Why are you that looking through my, my my scroll on my phone? Okay. <laughs> okay. Why are you looking? No, but what I want to say is, is that I've been reading articles about this too, about like how you compliment your daughter and the things that you Smart. should say. And as much as I do want her to know that daddy thinks you're beautiful and I tell her all the time, I also am very conscientious about complimenting other things about her, her that are about the effort she puts out or like being a, she's super observant she mm-hmm. notices That's little really details you do. so like I'm trying to get her to uh, unfortunately not deal with some of that pain that you that you dealt with but see the world in a in a more like what you do who you are is the person that you know you is your best person is the best self not what you look like not how you appear you know and i feel like that's kind of what's coming out of your work now is like you're trying to tell everyone from big tall you know every size every place every shape it's about who you are and what you have inside and what your story is and you can get that from my music or my writing yeah well and for girls it's tough too because we get sexualized i mean i was flat chested until i was a senior in high school and I remember in seventh grade, all these girls had developed these large breasts. And this kid, Cardell Beecham, I will love him to the day I die, had not not for this part of it. He had nicknamed their chests. And he, oh, had, he had like cone titty and balloon <laughs> boobies oh. and all this. He's and not very creative. No, I no. Have to say. Well, he was in ninth grade. But he got this girl, Kim Boris. Sorry, Kim. But she had it out for me. And she turned and she said, what do you call her? And I was clearly flat chested. And Cardell looked at me and he goes, short and sweet. And I was Uh, like, he could have ruined my life in that that moment. I love him forever because he could have like stamped me with a terrible nickname and he didn't. And then look at how much she has changed from that (laughs) up till now. I'm just kidding. No, that was no, the no, little no, penis retort. No, it's That's true. Penis it's true because you said it before. Like no, you're I so, you're suddenly all... got these <laughs> these rather large boobs, and I was in the mindset of the flat. You're hot, but I was the flat chested. And you girl are sweet still. and still smart and are large breasted, but you're also short and <laughs> but sweet I had, and brilliant. I had the mindset of the flat chested girl. Heart. Like I was like, what are you talking about? I don't yeah. know. Anyway, let's. We got to go into our game. But everybody, go and listen on January 14th, which maybe. Might have happened already. Right, by the time this airs, right. <laughs> Listen to Unbeautiful because, I mean, it's amazing. Her music's amazing. She's got great message in there. And we'll and... give out the socials on the website also. But let's get to the game real yeah, quick. So the game is Tell Us a Storyteller. Since you're a storyteller, I looked up who the top storytellers oh, in history. Any kind of storyteller, okay? All right. So Not I'm going to describe, shit. and you need to tell me who it is. Okay. Whether you're watching one of his films or visiting his theme parks, he told stories that transcended age to create experiences that immerse people in the fantastic Disney. Disney. Thank you. Very good, very good. Go One of the richest and most powerful men in the world, he got that way by never shying away from a converse, conversation and an opportunity to tell stories about the remarkable moments of his life and the lives of others. He freely 
uh, freely, is that a word? Freely. Freely shares what he thinks, what he has seen, and what he does, and that openness is reflected in his brand. He understands the power of nuance, even if it is not polished. That makes a story captivating, and he has his own airline. airline. And he I knew it. Um, Richard Branson. There yes. It is. An English writer known for revolutionizing modern fiction and a major 20th century novelist, she was one of the foremost modernists. She believed that the stories of the 19th century were no longer suitable to the 20th century due to changes in society. Her novel, Mrs. Dalway, was a turning point in her career. Oh, it was the first time where she used her whole female experience without any kind of inferiority complex to portray the innermost feelings of her get characters. Where these breakdowns from? I don't know, something, you know why I go on the Who's internet. Who's afraid? Uh, oh, Virginia Woolf? Yes. There it is. Yep. All right, the last one is, um, I'm not going to read me, this. You fed it to me? I, I couldn't figure it out on my no, own. This one's easy. No. You'll get this one. This one, I'm not reading this. Uh, he has my, I named my car after this song, okay? okay. Uh, he was born, he, he was like born to run. You know, and he just was like mostly from Are really? the United States. Do I States. have to say and it out I loud? I dated my car, uh, Rosalita, after Do I have song, to say it? I'm uh, not going to say it. what we're all that on is, so obvious. is a thunder road, even okay. though the river was kind of based on okay. his sister's story. Who is it? I'm not saying okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's too easy. That's like- Billy she, Joel! Yeah. Shannon, Bruce Springsteen. give your social handles. Um, at Savar Official on Facebook, Twitter- and, and Savar is S A V A R R E. And then Velvet Moon Chronicles is um, at Velvet Moon X I I I, as in Roman numeral 13. And the other book is at Know You Are Mountains, Know Your Mountains. And that's the same, uh, all three social platforms. Okay. And will you be touring to support this album? Yes. In the spring, summer, we will we will do some EP stuff. Okay. Right. Check out the in music. The it's so good. I had it on playing yesterday. I was into Thank it. You. you know, I'm really I'm really proud of you. It's really great work. Yeah, Appreciate no, and it's it. it's been so amazing on. to meet you and you hear too. your story. And honestly, like knowing what you went through and where you are now, like that that makes my heart feel good. So. so in that regard, please, anybody who has any comments or reviews or shares that they could do, please, you know, give us a message on the website or on iTunes. It'd be really great. Or just send us an email, especially if you have another guest that maybe you could recommend to be on the show with us. We are at Jobs Blow Podcast, jobsblowpodcast.com. We record every week here at the Comic Strip Live. What's your social again? Every has one. All right. You see how much more confidence it comes out now? I love it. I've been working with her on that. And I'm at Mr. Josh <laughs> Hyman. M-R-J-O-S-H-H-Y-M-A-N. And please don't raise any bends, people. No Make bends. sure you're teaching your children Just, to be kind. What's this guy's name again that you liked? Carl Cardell. Cardell. All right, we want more Cardells. More Cardells. We're going to play some of uh, of Shannon's music on the way out. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you for Thank you. Bye-bye.